I want to talk about the Indianapolis Colts, and I want to talk about two areas where they might they might take a look at an upgrade before camp starts. I know camp is going to start with rookies reporting in just four days, the 23rd, and then three days after that they get going with workouts. But they can still find a way to upgrade this roster into positions. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk, you know what, we'll talk about young media guys. A little bit. There was some advice on social media today that I want to address a little bit and I want to add to, augment. I've hired people. I know what it takes. Trust me. I'm going to tell you something really good. If you're a young, if you're a young media wannabe type, I'll tell you something really good. Notre Dame wants $75 million from NBC to remain an independent. The Big Ten, they're going to pay out about $100 million in media rights fees to each member school, including USC and UCLA, as the new media deals are signed. Notre Dame is settling for 75, but I got a question about this, and that's why. What are they going to do with it? Here, th- this is my question with money, and we'll talk about that. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. I tell you every day, you got a plumbing problem. They got a plumbing solution, boom, solved absolutely to your satisfaction. You know what? They don't charge you an arm and a leg. Give them a call. Give Jared a call. 765-610-8809. Punch that subscribe button. Smash the like button. We want 280 likes today. 280. It's a big number. So if you're watching, hit the like button. I appreciate it. And if you want a question asked immediately, well, answered immediately, Donate, we get that done. You want to say thanks and donate? That's nice, too. All right. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts in two areas of immediate concern that they may have and may try to address before the beginning of camp. Number two is going to be wide receiver. We're going to talk about that in a bit. And the way you address that is likely through free agency. There's still free agents on the board. And the other is at safety. And there's a safety that's out there a really good safety who may catch the eye of the Colts and who may find their way to making a deal with this other AFC team for this guy, and this guy is Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates in 2020 graded out as the best safety in football. Why should the Colts focus on safety? Look, Kari Willis is retired. Nick Cross, they don't know what Nick Cross is yet, drafted with a 96 overall pick out of Maryland. He looked really good at minicamp, but everybody looks really good at minicamp. You've got Julian Blackman coming off the torn Achilles. You don't know where he's going to be health-wise. And then you've got Rodney McLeod, who has been in the NFL for, what, 10 years? This is going to be his 11th season, right? Undrafted free agent, signed first with the St. Louis Rams. I traveled with the Rams during Rodney McLeod's first year in the league. Seemed like a very, very nice guy, and he's turned out to be a hell of a good safety at different stops most recently with the Philadelphia Eagles. Jesse Bates is really, really good, but I'm going to give you a contrary argument, all right, and why Jesse Bates is not a great fit for the Colts. Because you're going to have to pay people next year. Look, Jesse Bates doesn't want to play for the franchise tag money, that the the Bengals may force him to try to play for. 
He wants a long-term deal. He's a four-year guy, wants a long-term deal. Now is the time to strike while the iron is hot. The Bengals, they always play this kind of game with their guys. So, this is a guy who, if you acquire him, you're going to have to give up some serious assets going to Cincinnati. And if you're going to do that, you want him to be, to be here for a while. And that means signing him to a long-term deal. If you sign Jesse Bates to a long-term deal, how many guys can you sign to long-term deals? The Colts are in a bit of a box in terms of salary cap for next year. 2023, this isn't the typical 2018-19-20 that Chris Ballard enjoyed where he really had to figure out how to spend a little bit more money so he was compliant with the NFL's salary cap minimum at 91% over a rolling four-year average. Thank you, Austin. I appreciate that. You keep up the great work. Um, so here is where they are in terms of the cap. Uh, the Colts have $12.8 million in cap room right now. They're going to sign Quentin Nelson to an extension. Uh, Matt Ryan, for next year, counts $35 million against the cap. They're going to have to sign um, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., and... Kenny Moore Jr. to free agent, well, not free agent deals, but you know what I mean, to extensions that will likely take effect the following year. you got to figure out how to make this money work. And making the money work and being cap compliant is going to become a bigger concern for the Colts and spending a whole bunch of jack on Jesse Bates as a safety may not fit into those plans. At wide receiver, you're looking at free agents. Mm. Free agents who are still on the street today, they got flaws. It, it's kind of like going to the used car lot. It, you got to kind of, well, they're not perfect. Well, no, none of them are perfect. That's why they're used cars. That's why we're here, because we can't afford to pay the top dollar for a great car. We're not walking into, you know, like some kind of fancy motor place and buying a Lexus with no miles on it. You gotta find a good car with a little run left in it. You know what I mean? You gotta find maybe a 1999 Honda Accord that might have 40,000 miles left in it to get your kid to school and back or to work and back. Just be a car where if it craps out, you say, yeah. What are we worried about? These are those guys. These are the grist of the mill. These are the bottom of the barrel. These are the guys who have major flaws, major dings, flood damage. That's the kind of used cars we're dealing with. All right, you got T.Y. Hilton. He's old, but he's familiar. We like T.Y. Hilton. Likely to go to the wall uh, of honor at Lucas Oil Stadium, the Ring of Honor, and there number 13 will be. Uh, how about... Uh, you know what? How about Jones? You know, uh, Matt Ryan knows him. He's not going to be too terribly expensive. You could go get him. And, but what's the, he's, he's played like 10 games. He played 10 games last year. He's been dinged up. He's got a chronically injured hamstring, or at least it seems chronically injured. Is he going to be able to pet, play more than 10 games at the age of 33 or less? Likely less. Uh, you've got Will Fuller. Fuller, he's 28, but he's very damaged. He's never played a full season. 
He's missed 42 games in his six-season career. That's an average. Carry the one, two, six, four, five, seven per season for those six seasons. Six divided by 42 is, of course, seven. Uh, how about Beasley? Cole Beasley, 33, and he's withering. He averaged 6.2 yards per target last year. Aye, that ain't good. Emmanuel Sanders, he's 35. Deshaun Jackson's 35. Danny Amendola's 36. Hell, when he played for the Rams 10 years ago, he was getting injured all the time. This guy's got more dings than, uh, than the, the bell of uh, the Saldamaco guy on, uh, uh, better call Saul. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> More dings than a Dan Dockich afternoon show on 107.5 The Fan. Uh, and then you got Odell Beckham Jr., who everybody wants everybody to sign. Yeah, Every fan base is like, get, get Odell. Odell's not going to be ready to play until November. What are you doing? Sign him in October. But the Rams are likely to do that. So that's where you are. If you're the Colts, you could really use another wide receiver, and you could really use a safety. Gonna be tough to find guys now, and you're likely going to have to overpay. What you could do, and we've seen this before, uh, Carolina signing uh, Quentin Michael, a safety. The Colts signing Mike Adams. Remember that? Kind of an under-the-radar signing toward the end of June a few years ago. All of a sudden, he makes a Pro Bowl. You can do that with safeties. But going out and getting a 26-year-old safety who graded out as the number one safety in the game in 2020, that's going to be expensive, both in terms of resources going to Cincinnati and in terms of signing him to the extension that he covets. So that's kind of where you are if you're the Indianapolis Colts. Looking ahead to a hot training camp, it's going to be sweltering. Last year it was beautiful. I think the year before it was beautiful when they were out on 56th Street. Wonderful. Now we're going to Grand Park, and, and it's going to be hotter than hell out there, literally. Uh, SEC Media Days. Golly, I sure do enjoy watching and listening to Papa's airbags talk about how they're getting screwed over at every turn by every rule, including NIL, and not limited to conference realignment. Boy, oh boy, the life of a coach. These guys are prevailed upon at a level that we can't even fathom that they make eight, ten, six million dollars, whatever, to coach football seems to have completely escaped their attention as they complain and whine about everything. I love SEC Media Days. It's fantastic. Notre Dame wants seventy-five million bucks from NBC for media rights. Why? What are they going to do with it? You know, I, I wonder about this. Like, uh, there are guys, well, he's very upset, this guy is, because he's not getting, like DeAndre Ayton, he's not getting the fifth year that he would like, his fifth-year max uh, contract be, uh, that's worth $40 million, and he'd like to know why the, the Suns didn't pony up. What the hell is he going to do with $40 million? What would I do with $40 million? This isn't about DeAndre Ayton. And it's not really about Notre Dame. But is there any amount of money that's just like, what? Why do I need this much money? Why are you going to pay me that amount of money? It it baffles me. Look, I've never made a million dollars in a year. i got to tell you the truth. I've never made $250,000 in a year. I'm living a hell of a happy life. 
What is the matter with these people? The constant hunger for greater monetary satisfaction. I don't understand it, and I don't know why it exists. It's as though money is the only milepost that is legitimate in grading a life as to well it's well lived. That is craziness. It doesn't make sense. Why would Notre Dame, who gets, what do they get now? 15 million, I think, in media rights from NBC and others. Why is that not good? What are they, what are they going to do with this extra 60 million bucks? Just build more facilities? What, what is it that they covet that's going to be covered by the additional cash? I don't understand. I know a guy, and I love him. He moved from Indianapolis to another city in the Midwest for a $10,000 raise. Uprooted his family for ten grand. What are you doing? Are you not happy here? Why are you leaving? Well, $10,000 is $10,000. What the hell is that going to buy you? First of all, this city is less expensive than that city. What are you doing? I don't understand. And, and I'm not naive, and I don't hate money. I just don't get it. I, I don't get the, like I said, the constant hunger for wealth. I, it's like Alfred Hitchcock going out to dinner, eating a big giant dinner, and he said, let's do it again. Is enough not enough? What's the matter with people? All right, interesting tweet from Brett Rump, uh, Fort Wayne media icon, uh, relaying guidance to young sports broadcasters, quote, work with a voice coach, learn vocal control, my advice is 100% different, 180 degrees different, completely different. Mine is more performance-based. It's not how you perform. It's what you say, and it's how you say it. That is the key. Those are the keys. Be a really good listener. Be authentic, always. Be well-prepared, Um Enjoy what you do. Like, I listen to Jim Deshays and John Shambi, and no offense to these guys, on the Marquee Network do Cubs games. I feel like John Shambi would rather be almost anywhere than up in the booth with Jim Deshays calling Cubs games. Just watching. He may be loving it, but it doesn't feel like he loves it, and I want to feel like somebody loves them and it as much as I do. That's why I love Jack Brickhouse. That's why I loved Harry Carey. That's why people here in Indianapolis loved Bob Lamey without really knowing Bob Lamey. That's why we love Mark Boyle. Mark Boyle loves calling basketball games. He enjoys his job. Matt Taylor loves calling basketball games. He enjoys it. Rick Venturi loves being up in the booth talking about football. Loves talking about football. Love what you do. Be authentic as you do it, meaning be the best version of yourself. Prepare like hell. So if you've got a three-hour radio show, prepare yourself to do six. Because sometimes, you know what? kind of feels like you have to. And be a good listener. Listen to what others say. You ask an actor, any actor, what makes them really, really good at what they do. And they don't talk about anything but being a great listener. Listen, react, respond, enjoy. It's just that simple. 
voice coach, please. You want to sound like everybody else, go to a vocal coach. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kenny. You kidding me? Buy the book. Oops. At Amazon. It's about all my mistakes. Yeah, a lot of people write kind of a memoir type thing, and they extol their virtues and say, hey, aren't I great? Woo! I'm fantastic. Here's all the great stuff I did. I wrote one. I told all the tales, all the tales of woe, the mistakes I made, because I learned from them, and I would like you to learn from them.